What up, what up, y'all? It's your boy, Sheik Lutz, L-O-X, D-Block, Silverback Gorilla up in here. Hey, yo, Poe, what's good, fam? You know what I'm saying? Right now, we Poe politicking with my homie Poe. You heard? Poe politicking. That's, that's hard. You know what I mean? Where self-help meets hip-hop. You know what I mean? That's what it is, man. Poe was good. DJ period, just two black brothers. You know what I'm saying? We three black brothers. The Locks doing what we do, too. You know what I mean? Preserving the hip-hop culture and all that and introducing the future stars. Hey, yo, keep shining, King. You already know what it is, man. We got you over here. You do your thing over there. Shigluch, L-O-X, D-Block. Yeah, Popolitikin. Peace. Popolitikin.com Hey, yo, my name is Jan Balbuena, and I am here in Popolitikin, and we're about to talk this shit. What's up, everybody? This is Poe from Popolitikin.com. I'm, I'm into wholesale real estate. I did an online course that I thought was pretty cool, so I want to share it with y'all. The name of the course is called the Varsity Class, and it's an online course that will teach you the tools to become a real estate investor. This course will show you everything you need to know about wholesaling properties and real estate that can potentially earn you $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 or more. So you can make a lot of money in this wholesale real estate. This is a good course to get you uh, get your foot in the door. So you can change your life today, and the link is bit.ly backslash poe homes so bitly backslash poe homes with an s so thank you check it out i'll holla popolitikin.com yeah what's up chill welcome back to popolitikin.com your home for self-help meets hip-hop make sure you check us out on our spotify apple podcast youtube one two one two and place to be with joanne balbuena that's me. What's up? Killing. It says you're a, a lot of things. I see a veteran, a businesswoman, a filmmaker, a can activist. So we. I am all, all of those. Just so start with the veteran, because I was a veteran too. So. Oh snap! Which uh, which branch were you in? The only branch. <laughs> no, <I'm> a, the <laughs> Marine. The Navy. <laughs> the Marine Corps. Exactly the Navy. <laughs> yeah, Department of the Navy. I know. Yeah. Wait, hold on a second. You gonna be smoking in this here? Please. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go to go grab some myself. So. Oh, I mean, I thought you already knew that was. <laughs> well. I already knew, but I wasn't sure if this was the deal or if this was a pre-interview. Oh no, um, that's the thing. It's the real. So let's get back in there and join you. How about that? <laughs> so what's happening? Sure. So I was in the military. I was Navy. I am still, but I'm veteran at this point. Um, I uh, served for uh, four years um, active duty and then two years reserves. And, uh, you know, I had a great time. It was, uh, you know, Navy stuff, you, you know, um, the military. But I met so many great people, which I miss to this day. You know, the people that I don't haven't kept in contact or anything like that but i did two deployments on board the uss john c stannis and um that's pretty much it so what did you do I in was, the navy oh yeah i was uh, i was in bfa 41 stationed in the Le- middle of nowhere california um lamore um that's the central valley it's all farmer country so it smells like dookie <laughs> yeah. but you know it, it's all good um whatchamacallit the uh so i was an aviation electronics tech for mm-hmm. f-18s did you smoke while you was in no i did not smoke at all no. oh 
smoked, a, I smoked a lot when I was in. No I, way. How did you do that? I used to just take niacin all the time. No, I didn't. Um, I didn't smoke while I was in. A matter of fact, I barely knew about weed at that point. Yeah. Um, I was. I did smoke when I was in college, but it was. It was mostly. How do I put it? It was mostly, you know, for the to when I was there and people were smoking. It wasn't like um, anything that I was into that much because it kind of just made me sleepy all the time. So, like, imagine being in college at a party, and now you smoke, and now you want to fall asleep. <laughs> so I was like, uh, I'm not doing this. So I didn't do it as much um, until I got out. Um, and uh, while I was in the Navy, um, I experienced a huge accident, um, like, from which I got a concussion, like, in the, when I worked on the flight deck on my first, on my first deployment. And that had some ramifications that I didn't even realize up until I got out. So I met somebody that, and this is going to segue into how I got into cannabis, which is perfect segue there. So dealing with those issues um, pretty much disturbed my sleep, disturbed just like my mental health in in general, Um, on top of like the pain from, so pretty much to give you an idea of what the accident was, I was blown by aircraft um, blast into like the landing area. So imagine my little body, 120 pounds being pretty much, I was flying like a paper in the wind. Um, and so that cost a whole bunch of, Hmm. How many yards you flew? Yeah. That thing, you know, no, literally, how many yards did you fly? Like a hundred um, yards? So like 30 yards? feet. So it was 12 feet in the air and 30 feet um, into like away from, from where I was. Um, yeah. So that, you know, led to a whole bunch of shit when I got it. Can you curse here? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it led to a whole bunch of um, so just uh, things that, you know, I really don't want to get into, but um, I got therapy. Met somebody actually who was in the cannabis space who then put me on to like the medicinal um, aspects of it. And I tried it. I felt so much better and I never looked back. So at that point, um, I was, let me give you the little background here so you can get a better idea of who I am. I met a friend. He gave me weed. I felt so relaxed and so. Just like I felt like I ha- like I was a-, a teenager again. You know, when you're a teenager, you have no care in the world. Um, you're just focused on having fun with your friends kind of thing. And I was like, oh, my gosh, how did this make me feel like that? My situation didn't change. It's just like my mind just kind of relaxed. And um, I was like, I want to feel that way. Um, so I I went ahead and went to a dispensary. And as I'm sitting in that dispensary, this is back then when it was medical only. Mm-hmm. You remember when you were like, are you in California? Where are you at? Yeah, I'm in California. But she always, I mean, I still go to dispensaries, but I always support the street pharmacists too. Well, see, I always I got no some. Idea. My homies, you know, always do it like that. <laughs> no, you're right. And actually, I, none of my, I didn't have any like dealers or any yeah. friends that told me like, go here. And that friend who brought it, he had gone to a dispensary. So that's where he sent me. 
So I went to the dispensary, and he's a fellow um, Navy veteran too. Um, so I went to the dispensary as I'm sitting there, um, you know, waiting to get checked in and shit. I'm probably, I probably counted about 20 people in and out, in and out. And, you know, and at this point, I'm just thinking like, what the hell? You know, like, this is legal and all these people are like, there's a demand for this. So that's what I'm thinking, you know, as, um, as I go inside, you know, I see all the weed. I've had never seen so much weed in my life. I see all the weed. I, um, I'm already thinking like, oh my gosh, this shit is, I'm overwhelmed by just at the thought that this is an actual business. You know what I'm saying? Um, at that point, I, I spent $20 and counting like all the people, not 20, 120. So I'm counting all the people that were coming in and out. And I'm thinking if they all spend a hundred dollars in like the 30 minutes that I was there, I said, Oh my gosh, this is a cash cow. And it's all cash. I was like, I want to get in here. And it's a good product that like, makes people feel good. It, it was like that moment I decided I was going to get into the space. So it took me from that point up until um, I randomly met this other guy randomly at my house. I'm talking about not being able to sleep. And this guy gives me a little candy. Um, it was an edible. And I had it. And that night I slept like a child. And then that's when I hit him up. I said, excuse me, like, how did you get this candy? Like I said, you know, I started questioning him and he's like, oh, guess what? I'm looking to start a, an actual legal business. I'm getting a license. And I didn't even hesitate. I said, can I work for you? <laughs> can I work with you? Like, what can I do to get involved? And uh, he told me, yeah, you know, at first he didn't pay me or anything. So I worked for free while having my my, you know, well, work. I was actually working for the Navy as a civilian at that point. Um, and eventually when he said, come work for me full time, I went and never looked back. Eventually worked with him in partnership to start my own business. And here we are today. So what's your business? So my, I have, so I'm an entrepreneur. I have in the cannabis space, I have two businesses. One that it focuses on licensing acquisition and compliance management um, in California. And now we're looking into getting into other opportunities in other states. Um, and I'm focusing on helping people of color um, to do so. So my business focus right now is to get us in the legal space um, compliant and carefree. Now, um, my other business is a media production company um, and tech entertainment. So with that one is where I have my brand, Cannabis Synergy. And what we do is we create high quality content for the space. And now we're looking into creating virtual reality experiences um, with our content. So that's where we're at. And that's, that's in essence, my business in, in the cannabis space. Um, uh, outside of the cannabis space, I, um, so I'm originally from the Dominican Republic and my family owns a food production company, which I helped found. That was the first business um, after college that I helped found. Um, and that is just a um, meat production and manufacturing company where we sell specialty meats all over the East Coast, Palenque Provisions. Um, my um, cannabis businesses are Balbuena Consulting and uh, Synergy Studios. It's the content creation 
um, part. But yeah. I'm about to hit you like your friend. I want to work for you. She kind of works for me. <laughs> I'll work hey, for let's free. talk. Like, like two two weeks, I'll work for free. Then I'm going to be looking for some money. Right? <laughs> I'll say my, um, but actually, I got to shout out my boy because I actually trying to connect y'all. He has a podcast called mm-hmm. Color Cash Cannabis. And he's been. I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, I say I say at least started like. Is five he on years. the East Coast? Um, he's or in is... Atlanta. Oh, in Okay, yeah, I knew. I, I I've heard of them. Before, or North Carolina, yeah, so. but he's been doing his brand for a while. But what he covers is he covers the fact that it's not really equal with people of color, right? And I he's, remember this back. He, I mean, he probably been, he he covers the social equity aspect. Yeah, because I remember California. Like I've been seeing this for like it's been going over especially for a while. It's been like. But I know all the experiences are white people running most of the time. 100%. But let me tell you something. Um, personally, I think the problem is that most people of color like to go through the social equity programs, which is pretty much, I don't want to call it the affirmative action type of concept for cannabis. Look, here in California alone, I have been able to obtain six licenses for a person of color. So, and without going through, you know, the state wanting us to report that this is a black owned business or see if we were, you know, this is just doing the application process, getting the finances in in order and following, you know, compliance at every step of the way Um, without, you know, having to wait in line or um, pretty much uh, conform to whatever process and waiting periods that these people want to do for us, which they're not doing for the regular folk that's that's applying. So um, my my mission is to connect um, people of color that, you know, have viable business ideas with capital and then with a support system that actually sees you through execution. Like that, we set everybody up for success and, and, you know, and smoke weed while we're at it, pretty much. Okay, so what you what you smoke? What you roll in? This right here is it's in a King Palm. Okay. They sponsor they sponsor my my show, so I gotta shout them out. Um, the cannabis synergy brand, but uh, the weed that I'm smoking in here is um, Green Dream. It's a hybrid of green crack, which is my favorite um, sativa dominant, and then Blue Dream. What were you smoking on? Man, I think this is uh, some pineapple express. Oh, but it's that's like good. Some, it's some outdoor a little bit, so I got a little wax in there. <laughs> okay, to yeah. spike it up a little. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. But then I be like yeah. trying to roll Dutchess, but I be messing up <laughs> all the time, so I gotta like this is my little band aid when I mess it up. <laughs> I, I do that shit too, brother. No even trip. Yeah, I'm saying that's tight. So, what are you saying? Your other company, you create content. What kind of content? I saw. I think so it we, was bake, bake, and create. I think I saw that. So that is uh, a blog that I started um, just uh, to get out like my creative um, thoughts with respect to cannabis and how I use it for intentionally to be creative. Um, so that is that. But um, we also create like video content, and now we're creating uh, virtual reality content. Um, as the, in the brand is called Cannabis Synergy. So there we had an actual talk show. Um, Sis was trying to become the Oprah of cannabis, <laughs> just a little bit. But um, so we created a live audience, um, live performance event format show here in San Diego that we were doing prior, you know, prior to COVID. 
we got about 80 people in a tight spot where we had a consumption lounge. You know, we had live performances with local artists. We had um, art, an art gallery um, type of presentation. And then, you know, we sat and discussed uh, different cannabis issues or cannabis um, topics that I don't feel like the media actually covers truthfully. So we sat there, you know, with people in the industry who are actually um, working in the industry, who I personally believe are the backbone of the industry, and then talking to them about their experiences, you know, and and the different things um, that affect not only the consumer, but also the professional in the space. Um, so there, I'm, I'm proud to say that I had a, a, a group out of LA, they're called the Green Believers, and what they do is they help social equity candidates, um, you know, black social equity candidates, black and Latino actually, um, to get through the process. So they pretty much do, are in, have the same vision that I have, which is to get people um, licensed and in, in legal in the, in the cannabis space um, in a compliant way so they're set up for success and can be here for the long run. Yeah, I'll ask you about the uh, virtual reality too, because I got an Oculus. So what you trying to do with that? So we're there. We're trying to create um, experiences, and then in combination with with cannabis. So we're creating an application that's going to be called uh, Cannabis Synergy, and um, from there we're going to partner up with different brands. Um, I can't talk too much about that right now <laughs> because it's in development, but we're partnering up with brands and black owned brands in the space that are legal and are ready to give back to the community. Um, we're creating experiences that cannabis will enhance. So they're multi-sensory. So get ready for that. You're, so if you got your Oculus, you're going to be ready. So we have right now we are, you know, pitching to our investors um, and trying to get um, the funds to get the application completed. So that's coming soon. Okay. And then what about the filmmaking part of you? So the filmmaking, um, I, so that's in the, I've been creating short films in the cannabis space. So right before all of this whole thing happened, I was planning on creating a short film festival here in San Diego. Um, but then, you know, with everything that happened, um, we put that into focusing, um, number one, on helping the black community um, get legal in the cannabis space. And then number two, um, take pivot with Cannabis Synergy because we can create that platform there and use it um, to, to, to bring everything else together. Um, so you need writers too? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, we're definitely going to need that. So yeah, right now we you know have we gonna have to link up for real because uh like me then my my girl she uh she a writer too she a writer and then we both black you said you try to work with people Her? absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you check all the boxes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I'm I'm like Issa Rae I'm ro I'm rooting for everybody black <laughs> that's what no that's uh that's her like favorite show and that's who she really wants to work with absolutely yeah same I, I love Issa. Issa. So she's been doing great putting. So what I love about what she's doing, which honestly, I got to tell you, it inspired me as well, um, is putting us like the black community in like the, the light that we are. You know, we have normal lives like we go to work or we Uber drive 
you know, and all we're trying to do is be people and live our best lives. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then a simple uh, traffic stop, which may get anybody else a ticket or a warning or a, I don't know, thank you for your service and moving on. For us, <laughs> it doesn't end like that. The, I don't, I, that shit does not sit right with me. It's ne It never has. And I'm, my message right now, look, I went to a protest here in San Diego about three weeks ago. And while I was there, I, it, it just, uh, the seed that was pretty much sprouted in that moment was that I'm sick and tired of, like, I'm sick and tired of us playing defense on this shit. We need to start playing the offense. I am sick, and by defense, I mean, we're out here, um, asking and begging these people to change their minds, to change their ways, to accept the fact that we are human just like everyone else and deserve and um, have the right just like everyone else to be accepted and not looked at some intimidating. I mean, yes, be intimidated because we are kings and queens. But at the same time, like, we're just trying to live, you know. That's all we're trying to do. And somebody may look at us and feel some type of way for no reason. Um, I'm sick and tired of that shit. So in my opinion, like we're always asking people to change their minds or to, um, to change their ways, to change their laws. I feel like we need to play offense in the sense that let's focus on creating our own um, financial systems, our own... Um, our own money, our own businesses funded by us. That's why like right now I'm, I'm raising funds for my, for my company. I'm only taking black money. I don't, I don't even want to hear, you know, that this thing is tainted by, it's not tainted, there's great allies out there. But right yeah. now I feel like our foundation, our foundation needs to be completely black because that is the core. After that, you know, we can all, Come together, you know, because the allies are out here. I got it. When I went to that protest, brother, I'm telling you, most people were not us. I know. Most people were Hispanic, were white people chanting the shit out of some Black Matters, Black Lives Matters, um, chanting, you know, demanding for justice and screaming at the top, you know, top of the lungs. They are, I'm so proud of this generation. Mm. I'm so proud. I'm super freaking proud because they're out here and they want equality for everybody. You know what I'm saying? If, it, if it's a Chinese person, they'll be out there doing the same thing. Fortunately, you know, they have our support as well in, of all, you know, of all races and of ages. These people are so young out here. There's young people with their young kids out here marching, you know, and, and um, requesting just for just you know begging not begging but demanding justice you know for these people um and for our people and yeah. and for radical change to happen so i'm all about it yes i'm in oceanside where are part of um, san diego you from i'm a, i live in chula vista okay so what all uh, the way uh, south is, um you heard about that lady in la mesa she got shot with that little uh Yep, I heard about that. Um, they, that's literally in my backyard here. Um, th that stuff has to stop. And um, at this point, you know, it's going to take some radical changes, radical changes, you know, from the inside out, you know, it, because right now it's imploding and everybody's reacting 
Um, and I think it's going to be, it's going to take a while before any, it's going to take change in order for this generation um, and for us to back down. That's, that's all I got to say about that. And that area of San Diego is um, known, you know, for the ra the racial tensions. Um, so hopefully, you know, things start changing in that area as well. So Yeah, I've been saying, I know, uh, I was reading about Angela Davis. I read her autobiography one time and she was, she used to live out here and she was saying like, she was going through it with the cops. And that was like, seven oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I, fortunately, I'm not, not going to lie to you. I have not had any encounters with the police in this area um, or in San Diego at all. But I do know people that have. Matter of fact, when this all was happening, I know somebody who posted a video of how he literally was just standing in a corner waiting for a friend. And the cop, this cop comes and he's like, what are you doing here? And the whole thing ends in an, in an arrest. The friend comes and he's like, hey, he's waiting for me. Like, what you happened? About the black dude, that dude, the I saw black that dude, in New Jersey. You saw it. I saw it, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's almost like, that's why I mean, tell you the truth, it's sad, but that's why I only like just be outside like that. Like, I just know I got to right? get it. Right? I, I, I be sad outside. as shit sometimes when I see people just outside chilling. I be like, man, I be like, man, I can't be like that. You like, silly. They think you trying to sell drugs, all that kind of shit. Yeah, girl. you know, for I, I'm telling you, I go outside for business purposes. Yeah, when yeah. I, when I, especially after this COVID shit, I'm inside of my house. That's where my entertainment is. That's where my peace and sanity is. Outside of my house, can I get this money? Moving on. <laughs> uh, all right. So what? What? It was talking about the also the process of curating. Uh huh. I saw that like a, uh, a topic we should discuss. So what should we discuss about that? So, oh, okay. Well, as far as cre creating is to me a lifestyle. That's the way that I see it. So um, in my creation, you know, my creative process, I include cannabis intentionally for that purpose. Um, I actually keep a cannabis diary to keep track of what ideas I came up with under which strains. and if and then how, like, creatively how I felt once I took that. And sometimes when I want to go back to that feeling, I hopefully try to find the same strain to see if it happens again. So since I do it intentionally, usually I prepare kind of like my mind for that. And I've had a lot of success with that. Um, but step also... Hmm? I got to step my game up. I ain't got no cannabis you diary. Should... <laughs> I, <can't laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't have to do all of that. Like, I just did that because when I was in the space, I did realize that um, when I first started, that that was one of the issues, like inconsistencies. Um, but the guy that I was working for, his name is Dwayne, and he's a black guy cultivator. Um, he He is like very detailed oriented with respect to the strength that he grows. And with all that passion that he had, I kind of wanted to prove, like, is, is, is this really going to happen? Is this really what it is? Um, and he was right. You know, if you use cannabis intentionally and focus on, you know, what you're trying to get out of it and then focus on which um, strains actually help you get there, then it's a win-win situation. Yeah, I don't know. I just like doing it. I think that's the thing I like getting out of it. <laughs> I mean, if that's, I like if that's how okay, brother. 
Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. Like for me, I have at home right now. I probably have like 15 strains. Uh-huh. Like 15 different strains that I have in my little drawers that I keep. I was ask you about because you say you never faced racism out here, but what about when you was in the military? No, no, from the police. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I mean, in San Diego, come on now. <laughs> oh, so how about in San Diego? Um, with in San Diego, there was one instance that sticks out to me that was when I first got in the industry. Um, so fast forward like a year after I had been in working with that one company, Prime Harvest, which is black owned. Um, we, we had like a investors gathering and some investors invited like a couple of extra friends that had like nothing to do with the company, which was fine. Um, but I'm there and bro, bro, I'm telling you, I was like, number one, I was decked out. Like I was looking nice. Right. Um, because it was like a nice executive type of meeting. Um, and this white lady comes up to me who had like, I don't even think, I think she was somebody, a friend of a friend and they're talking about children. Um, and I, and I was the only black person, black woman there. Um, this woman asked me if I was the babysitter. There weren't any fucking kids there, first of all. So she asked, and who are you, the babysitter? And I was like, I'm sorry, what? And she's like, do you babysit their kids? That's what she asked me. Uh, <laughs> That's what she asked me. So what did you say? <laughs> I said, no, I babysit the millions that this company's making. That's what I said. And then I walked away. I was like, what the fuck? So that, I, I remember. You there, right? She's just like, yeah, that's what I Can you believe that? I was just like, I can't. And that honestly made me a little bit upset that the, it, so at that, in that um, group of people that, that were talking, it was mostly the wives of, like the women. So in the group of executives, I'm the only female. But, you know, the women were there. So I kind of didn't want to be standoffish or anything like that. And that lady who I didn't know and didn't know even how she was there, um, she asked me that in front of those people and they didn't even say, no, she's not. I kind of like took like three seconds in my heart to gather, like, did she just fucking ask me if I'm the baby? There, there are no kids here. It's a freaking bar. Why are you even thinking that? You know what I'm saying? So um, I just told her, no, I'm here to babysit this millions. And then I walked away. And these other women, because, you know, I waited for her response. And she just looked at me like, <laughs> and awkwardly laughed. And, but no one there said, no, she's not. Yeah, they didn't Either. speak up for you. So that's like, that's kind of, like I look at racism. Like, if they didn't speak up, they're racist. Because they should have spoke up. Somebody should have said, hell no, she's boss like the other ones. <laughs> like, something like that. They sitting there letting her say that and not speaking up. So I feel exactly. Like, and mind you, those people weren't white. They were Mexican. Oh, yeah. I don't know. She probably... So, mm-hmm, the crazy. lady who said it was white, though. Mm. And let me tell you, I came back to my house, and I was so angry that I literally... It was late. Um, I literally went to the gym to just, like... <laughs> that's how upset I was. Mm. And then I was just thinking, like, why am I so freaking upset? And I'm like, because... Because at first I was like, maybe I'm letting that get to me. But I'm like, 
dude, like seriously, that's hella disrespectful. Yeah. Not just for like that. You, said you was already dressed up too, so she should already look at you like you dressed up. So it's like, yeah. And well, it is what it is. But that literally just gave me the motivation to start my own business. <laughs> so thank you, lady. <laughs> so shortly after that, um, I started my own business with consulting, but when I consulting and started um, getting my own uh, licensing applications and getting candidates, um, people that needed the licenses connected with funding and then moving on forward and stacking my license portfolio. So thank you, white lady. I forget your name. And actually, I don't remember, <laughs> care to remember. Um, but uh Definitely put that fuel. I went to the gym angry, like thinking like, what the hell? Like, what's a girl got to do to look like the part? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I'm there sweating my ass up. And then I come home and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start my own shit. Shortly after that, nobody stopped me. So I did. <laughs> then I've been asking all the guests, what's a good way to flip a G right now? To flip a G. Hmm. Honestly, I would say to invest in yourself. Like, I think that's the greatest ROI you can get. Um, if you're looking to just get money right back right now, the industries that are unstoppable right now are the virtual reality industry. Everybody that's pivoting to something digital um, right now is winning because everybody's throwing money at that. Um, but to flip AG, Right now, if I had $1,000 and I was somebody that doesn't have my own business or don't have anything that I call my own, I would invest it in learning about something that I'm passionate about. Um, because one, what I'm telling you right now, that is the thing that helped me in the cannabis space was my discipline in learning about the industry. The first thing that I did was, and still do to this day, is read the news, look at companies what problems they're having let me give you one one exercise that i do every morning is when i see a company um an article about a company that's struggling i start thinking myself i force myself to think how to solve that problem mm. because guess what if these motherfuckers tap on me like hey can you help us with this i'll be ready and when preparation so meets news, opportunity what news channels do you what like websites? I. I got, you know, Medium. Um, I, I'm signed up for them. So they send a lot of like really smart information about business, about self, self-development. Um, but I, all, of, all of the ones related to cannabis, I get, I'm signed up. Just to get the bias and the unbiased information. And then with that, you can form your own opinion, informed opinion, um, because, you know, that's really important in order to, to, to be able to, if somebody calls on you, like, can you solve this problem for you to be ready? Pretty much. All right. But you, you already gave us some, a couple of stories about yourself, but just give us one more interesting story. One more. Mm, in what context? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you want to share. Um, let's see. I can't think of anything right now. Help me out. In the Navy? Oh, um, you know, I got I got capped in the Navy. You a captain? I got I got capped, which means that 
that advancement program where they the CEO just advances you on the spot. Did you guys have that? Yeah. So I, I, I that happened to me, and the story actually behind that, I was not expecting it at all. So they had us all information, you know, in order to to hear the CEO talk, but I had no idea what the hell it was about. So I zoned out. <laughs> like I'm there standing at attention or whatever the case may be and zone out. And all of a sudden I just hear Balbuena. So my full name is Balbuena Mendez. My last name is too, Balbuena Mendez. So I keep hearing kind of like in the background, Balbuena Mendez front and center, but it sounds like far because I'm not paying attention. Then the CEO comes up to me and he's like right in my face right here. Balbuena Mendez. And I kind of like woke up and he's like front and center. So I'm thinking I'm going to get in trouble at this point. <laughs> and uh, so I get front and center and then he calls like two other people. And I'm just like, what is happening right now? And then he's like, announces that I've been um, promoted. So along with those other two people that were there, but. Yeah, that's my little story. <laughs> I don't know why that came even to mind, but. All right. Well, I want to say thanks for coming through politicking with me. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was super fun, and I would love to stay in touch. Um, so no, I think I'm about to get a job. Shit, we about to, <laughs> I got writers, everything. Let's get it. Money. I'm in San Diego for too. Real. Yeah, you Absolutely. Excited. You want to give me what's your social media? Yeah, so follow um, at cannabis.synergy and also at boycott shitty weed. <laughs> that's my, that's the boycott shitty weed is my creative lifestyle brand. That's where I have the, the blog with um, Wake, They Create, Repeat. And then we also have apparel and um, just accessories for the cannabis space. So, what is shitty weed to you? Shitty weed is low quality weed, um, dirt weed. Um, but there, I'm glad you asked, by the way, because what the what I mean with boycott shitty weed is that what I said earlier, you got to place emphasis on the quality so you can use it with intention, you know, to get the results that you want from the plant. So the the message is use the plant, don't let it use you kind of thing so you don't abuse it um and then use it then the fact that weed is not it's kind of like the derogatory name for cannabis you know what i'm saying so at the same time i'm saying boycott weed and start using cannabis because that's the the name that doesn't have stigma um so like if you say oh i'm gonna consume cannabis or i'm gonna smoke some cannabis somebody will probably be like oh okay so if you say <laughs> let me go smoke some weed they'll be like Oh, look at this pothead type shit. I got to start saying cannabis. You don't have to. I mean, nobody gets offended. It's just, you know, educating people. I'm about to partake in my cannabis consumption. Exactly. <laughs> when, <laughs> you, when you smoke cannabis, then you're a connoisseur. <laughs> All right. So it's just, you know, it's just to have fun. But I love weed. I love cannabis, whatever. It doesn't matter. As long as it's high quality. The shady one, we boycott that. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Pole Politicking. Like I said, this is Self Help Meets Hip Hop. Try to interview the artists or whoever I'm interviewing. Just try to get a little bit more than just the music or just entertainment. Try to get some, some stuff that you can use in your life that they're saying. And this is, uh, like they say, I got it out the mud. So 2008, we started it and been doing it 
this whole time. So I appreciate all the listeners we have, all my loyal listeners that stay stay down and listen to every episode. And so if you want to be a guest, make sure you got some fire. I want some heat. But you can contact me at polpolitikin at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to be a guest, hit me up. And also make sure you check out the store. We sell merch, rapper, t-shirts.com rapper t-shirts.com so i got the pole politics and merch on there got rapper t-shirts got men's fashion women's fashion got cool stuff on there anybody you know you want to make donations you just like what you hear you like, it's cool i want to support this keep going because you know it takes money to build this and keep growing it it's a uh, cash app dollar sign pole politics and that's p-o-p-o-l-i-t-i-c-k-i-n i appreciate that or paypal demo it's always pole politics we also look for sponsors. So if you have a book, you have an album you're about to come out with, your record label, your uh, magazine, anybody that has something they're trying to promote, let me know. You can email me at polpolitikin at gmail. And we can work something out, work out a deal. But yeah, I'm looking for sponsors. So hit me up. And I appreciate all the support. And I'll see you next episode. Ahala. Polpolitikin dot com